0: What specific uh, problems does Toledo present, being such a different offensive team than you faced? Because they run the ball so much. They do. They run the ball really well, and then their quarterback runs the ball too. Uh, we haven't faced a whole lot of teams that that use the designed quarterback run against us. I the first game against Utah, I think they could have, but they didn't. Probably didn't feel like they needed to risk that. Toledo's quarterback's a very good runner, and uh, they have got one of the best tailbacks in the country. They pull the ball out and throw the RPO if you commit too much to the run, so it's going to have to just be good, solid, sound, 11-man defense. Well, what are the keys for the linebackers to be able to read that quickly enough to, to make the plays? Well, the linebackers have to be able to read the, the action of the backfield and at the same time read the level of the offensive line. And So if the offensive line is out low, then you have to feel a little faster. If the offensive line is a little higher, then you know, chances are it can be an RPO play linebackers have had three picks Um, is that a trend or just happenstance what something you're doing that is is causing that or oh yeah no well we do we do some individual drills no i'm just kidding i, I think it's i think it's um it's definitely about the, the defensive call somewhat and allowing the linebackers to flow and there will be other defenses where we'd have very little chance to make an interception so i think it's just been uh, some guys in the right position that have done their techniques right but it might start to even out over the next few games with safeties and and corners getting involved in that interception game what has Max tooley done to earn the playing time that he's gotten and the trust that he's gotten? He plays really passionate um, You know, in, in terms of maybe the, the growth in his playing time um, from the beginning of the season until recently. I think it's understanding more where he belongs within the scheme of the defense. I think that's always a challenge for a young player, and something seemed to click there about week one or week two, and he's just got more and more playing time as a result. How did you feel about the play of uh, Tyler Algier and, and Devin uh, at, at linebacker? I love the way that Tyler was able to um, play in the game and make a contribution on three days of practice, really. Uh, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and that's the only days he actually got to represent uh, out, on the, out on the practice field. A lot of meeting time, a lot of self-study on his own, and, and did a, a terrific job. You asked about two guys? Uh, Devin Caffuzzi. Oh, yeah, Devin. Devin's going to play some linebacker for us, and, uh, yeah, he was ready to go. I thought they both could have played more in the game, and I was disappointed in myself for not getting a better rotation. I thought some of our starting guys wore out a little bit and should have played a few less plays. noticed this week that uh, Austin Capensis, I, I believe, is a linebacker. What went into that decision? Um, well, Austin is basically playing uh, – we thought he could play more of a role at linebacker than he was playing at safety. So just a little higher up on the depth chart at linebacker, and uh, also a good good position. We feel like maybe his ceiling is greater at uh, at, at linebacker. You keep uh, Tyler linebacker moving forward. I, mean, I think so. I think all, all the guys every day. Are, you know, anything could happen awesome. where we where we need to make a switch. A lot of these guys have experience play on the, on the other side of the ball in high school or whatever. The discussion was had this week about whether or not, you know, Tyler should get some snaps at running back and for now we're going to keep him at linebacker but he's very much trying to stay up on what we're doing on offense in case that's needed at a future time. What goes into a, a position change mid-season? Is that something that you and, and coaching staff kind of bring yeah. up to the players? Or how does that process work itself out? I think it's it's yeah. usually like it, there's a position coach generally that has a need, right? Like we feel like that, that we don't have the depth that's required. And then, uh, you know, I'm really involved in a lot of those changes because I'm always evaluating every guy on the roster as the special teams coordinator. And so there'll be times where I see a guy have some ability and I'll be I'll be pushing the position coach. Hey, this guy I think needs to be on the travel squad. Can he play a bigger role on offense or defense? And and so sometimes that's the case. Coach Sitaka has a has a long background in moving guys around. And so, but but basically the criteria once the decision's made to look at it is, will they be higher on the depth chart at one position than they are at another? And if so, then it's you know it's not up to, it's really up to the player at that point. Say we see you playing more at this other position. How do you feel about that? And the answer is usually like I'm in. What do you hope to get from the defense this week that, that maybe they were lacking against Washington? What do you hope to improve in that spot? We have to do a much better job of shedding blocks at the point of attack, getting pushback uh, with the defensive line. Um, we have to become more more aggressive and quick in our run reads, and we have to we have to do a better job of playing run defense. It all starts with run defense. We didn't have we didn't give ourselves a chance a week ago with run defense. It's no secret that college football teams traditionally haven't traveled as well when going west to east, when going eastward. I guess, how have you guys kind of helped acclimatize your teams as they've gone? This will be your second trip to the Eastern Time Zone, I guess. How do you kind of help acclimatize players to where they're not shaking off those legs and that kind of thing for for those East Coast trips? Well, BYU has maybe uh, more experience than most teams, certainly since independence, on on making those trips across the country. And I think one thing that our administration has learned is uh, to invest in Thursday travel for a Saturday game, particularly on a, a Saturday, uh, you know, a noon-ish game or afternoon game. And so, so we're doing that uh, again. We did that for Tennessee. And uh, I can just tell I mean, if you've made that kind of trip before on your own, there's just a you know, general level of physical and mental fogginess for about 24 hours and so now we're traveling closer to 36 hours before the game and it, it's, it's made a marked difference. I've been a part of both types of that travel now traveling on Friday and traveling on Thursday and there's a huge difference. You know Ed it, it can be easy to get it up for a rivalry game or USC or whatever but how do, how do you feel about the urgency this week through through two days getting prepared for Toledo? Well, uh, so far, so good. I, th- I think Tuesday is usually like a lot of mental work, and we see the guys, their wheels are spinning. You can actually see them thinking on the field about uh, what the opponent presents new and, and how that may change our alignments and assignments somewhat, tweak alignments and assignments. But really to- tomorrow is the day where, we, where I get the best sense for if, if uh, the boys believe in the game plan, if they believe that we have an opportunity to win, if they're respecting the other team and there's just that right kind of balance between confidence and work.